my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. You already know what I'm going to say. I hope that this finds you well and finds you thriving and choosing pleasure, choosing joy, because you deserve all of the good things. When you are full and whole and well and rested, that is what manifests goodness in your relationships, goodness in your self-worth and your ability to receive, goodness in your decisions, goodness in your career, because you are the constant in your life. So sending you all of that support and encouragement. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Before we even get into this podcast episode, which is so related to my opening blessing to each of you, um, because today's episode is all about how to ascertain if a space is conducive for your healing. And there may be a little bit of finessing with the title once I post it, but that is the heart of it. Um, I have been in a couple of spaces recently where I've just been really horrified <laughs> by um, the impact that some some spaces have on women and men. But of course, this podcast is um, directed towards Black women. But the impact that some spaces have on Black women who are seeking knowledge and insight on how to be whole and healed. Um, Women who are seeking wisdom and insight because they understand that they may not have all the answers and they're they're teachable and they are willing to receive and they're willing to self-examine. But sometimes these spaces that they are walking into are those that are just recreating trauma that um, are not really... Um, conducive to helping them be that whole and healed version that they want to be, that they're seeking to be, and um, that are just continuing a narrative that they're actually trying to to leave. And so I want this podcast episode to to be helpful in helping you determine, okay, is the place that I'm at, that I'm using for support, really that supportive? Because when you're not in a truly supportive place, you will keep hitting roadblocks and you'll keep hitting hurdles and mountains and you're going to think the problem is you. Because remember, you're going into these spaces, you're going to advice, you're going to healers, you're going to experts, you're going to coaches, you're going to pastors, knowing that there's something going on with you and you want to take that advice, you want to grow. Um, 
but you're still feeling broken and and flawed on the other end of it. And so you you that reinforces this this thought, this story that you have that you're the problem when really it might be the space that you're in um, where the issue is coming from. So I always like to have three things that I teach you, at least three, um, three points that you can take from it. I'm going to be honest to say at the top of this episode, I only have two. But if I get some inspiration, I'll be sure to throw it in. But I think these two should be sufficient. Um, there are a lot of um, really great other resources and people who talk about um, this topic of, you know, how to choose um, the right person for you to help you um, so be of support. But I want to be clear that this episode is not about picking, it's not specifically about picking a therapist or picking a coach or um, picking a program. This, what I'm going to share, hopefully you can apply it to whether or not the conversation that you might be having with a family member is actually helpful to your healing. Whether or not the person that you see as a mentor is actually someone who is helping you move forward. Whether or not that cousin that you've always gone to for advice, are they really the person, have you outgrown that advice, right? The, the friend group that you have at work, um, is that friend group actually helping you feel supported and seen in your work environment or is it actually part of your dream? Okay, so let's get into this. So the first thing I want you to to look at with when assessing whether or not a group, um, a YouTuber, <laughs> an Instagram account, um, a podcast, including me, um, is really helpful. A family member, a pastor, all the things I've already listed is once you leave that interaction with them. You should leave feeling hopeful, closer to your ultimate self, and more aware of your worth. Feedback, even critical feedback, is meant to help build you up. Any feedback that you get that is built on condemning you and letting you know how worthless you are or how, how much you're lacking, um, or how you're not good enough, is not helping you become your bigger and best version of yourself. I think what happens when we come from abusive households or neglectful households or households that didn't really teach us the balance of you can be perfectly imperfect and still have places where you need to grow and still have worth, when we don't really have that experience, we see feedback in two extremes. Either someone is coddling us and um, or someone's asking me to coddle somebody else. So even some of you may have the experience right now of, oh, she's saying like to be soft and to to stay and give everybody um a participation trophy, and that's how you're supposed to get feedback, and that's not how the real world real world works. Like that would be your interpretation of what I said, because that's the extreme. That's one extreme, and then the other extreme is feedback should be harsh and direct, and no holds bars and barred, and there's no rules to it, right? So people can say anything to you, and as long as they're supposedly meaning it from a good place, you should accept it. And that's not the case. Feedback can hold you accountable, 
can expect the best of you and not leave you crumbled. There's a difference between feeling convicted and condemned. There's a difference between feeling challenged because when you're challenged, that opens the door for growth, for wonder, for exploration, for an opportunity for you to choose a different way of thinking, a different pathway. And the reason why you're able to grow and be open and be teachable in that way is because in that feedback, there's an assumption that you can and you will do your best. There's an assumption that your best self is right there just waiting to come out. And this is what I see that's holding that back. And I know that's there. And I believe the best for you. And I know that you're doing the best that you know how. And I am saying this to you because I support you, right? I'm here with you. And I believe in you exactly where you are right now, this broken point that you are right now, I'm, I'm walking alongside you, right? That is healthy, constructive feedback and criticism. Abuse looks like um, you have always been so ungrateful. Abuse looks like someone telling you that you're selfish, and um, and self-seeking whenever you are talking about your emotions and what you need. Because healthy, unhealthy relationships don't know how to tolerate the fact that you can have your emotions and they can have their emotions as well, right? That there's space enough for two people or three people or 20 people to exist and we don't have to choose which one that we're going to listen to, right? That no one needs to be overpowered and drowned out. Right there's there's not really a learned opportunity to share. Um, abuse looks like um, projecting internalized racism, and sexism, and um, homophobia, and transphobia, and all of these different assumptions and conjectures that people have onto you, and then telling you that you need to be the one to fix it and look at yourself because their judgment of you is right, and so. I want you to assess the places that you're going to for feedback and advice. Is there a healthy balance in cases is someone who is helping you grow or coaching you or mentoring you or parenting you or um, building a family with you? Is there a healthy balance of them maybe giving feedback that is challenging to you and also an overwhelming amount of reassuring that they see you as valuable, that they see you as beautiful, that they see you as smart and intelligent, that they see you as deserving of love exactly where you are. And all of the feedback and the challenging that they're giving you is only to help you grow and and access more of what you already deserve today as is. The biggest lie that so many of us have to unlearn is that we have to earn love that we have to earn acceptance, that we have to earn worth when we were inherently born with all of these things. The gag is we've had people project their own insecurities, their own shame, their own trauma onto us. And it's not our brokenness that we are unlearning. It is theirs. We are shedding their pain. We are shedding their lies. We are shedding things that have been given to to us that were never our burdens to bear. I hope you hear me right now. 
And so if you have any person, institution, podcast, YouTuber, (laughs) YouTuber, Instagram, Clubhouse room, hello, any place that you go into that you feel um, less close to your divine, your divine place in this world, I want you to maybe examine, maybe this is not the right place for me. Maybe I'm so comfortable in this room. Maybe I'm so comfortable with this person because they're talking in the exact same way that someone who meant well for my past, but maybe they didn't have the best way of giving feedback and maybe didn't have the best way of um, showing their love to me. That's how they used to talk to me. And so this seems, this seems right in line with what, with what I've always accepted, right? But maybe people can be nicer and maybe people can be more accepting of me and maybe people can be um, more gentle and maybe that can be my normal. Right. And I don't have to um, I don't have to shy away from that. I don't have to crave someone to be abusive for me to feel connected to them. You know, you know how, um, you know, there are those jokes and their memes and stuff about, you know, sometimes and it's is usually about how um, women will like try to provoke a partner to like say something crazy to them or say something abusive to them or you know, rough them up a little bit and stuff like that. I know y'all seen them. <laughs> Even if that's not your jam, I know, you, I know you know what I'm talking about. And it is because many of us, to repeat the point I said before, we have not had a consistent example of tender, calm, um, soothing love and connection to people. Anytime we have an intense connection to somebody, um, romantic, family, or otherwise, our, the pattern is it's good for a little bit, and then there's a disruption. There's drama. Somebody passes away. There's infidelity. There's a big fight. Someone loses their job. And so we're used to this up and down. So when we're in a relationship where things, is, things are all good and people are kind and compassionate and loving, it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I do not know what to do with this. What's the catch? Something's up and we will provoke it. And we can do all of those things and have all of those templates inside of us while we're wearing um, a Gucci suit in, this, in the C-suite, right? And one of the examples that just comes top of mind when I'm talking about this is I have and I've actually had this example multiple times. I've had so many women, professional women, who as they're doing this healing work and they're assessing all the relationships, they start to look at some of the women that became maternal figures in their life. So some of the women that they um, have considered mentors. And they realize that sometimes the mentors that they have been attracted to have been women who do the whole, I'm going to tell it to you straight and I'm going to be super critical and be super um, disruptive in how I share this with you. Um, And they, up until that point, have said, okay, I really appreciate this person because she's being honest with me, but there's no balance. There's no balance in in the affirmation as well, which is so important. Once they started to assess the relationship, they see that there's actually more 
elements of competition, that there's actually more elephant elements of sabotage, that there's actually more elements of resentment. And what happens is this need to over appease to make the person happy and like you. So you stay in the relationship hoping to win them over. And that's part of what prompted and inspired me to make this podcast episode because part of the um, the thing that I've been um, kind of horrified by, not kind of, I've been horrified by, is I'm watching us repeat our trauma in these unsupportive rooms with these unsupportive leaders and teachers, and people are flocking to these people to try to prove, hey, I am open. I am teachable. I do want to grow. I want to be a better person. So let me tell you all the things that I'm doing to work on work on it and put into work the feedback that you've given me because I want you to know that, that, that I am good enough and I want you to give me the approval and to tell me that everything's going to be okay and I'm a good girl or I'm a good boy um, or a good person um, depending on how you identify with your gender. But I need you to tell me that I'm all right. And so I'm watching people be in these spaces, um, volunteering their info, volunteering their stories, only for these places to tell, tear them down and to continue to project their own, again, their own shame and their own narratives onto the person. And so the person leaves thinking, okay, maybe it is me. Maybe I am the problem. Maybe there's something wrong. Except maybe there's the option that is not you. Maybe, especially when you examine it to see, okay, was the way that I was delivered this feedback and the support and this challenge in a way that is meant to build me and not destroy me. And there's a balance of affirming my worth and my value as a person and not someone or something that could just be discarded until I do right or act right or follow the rules, maybe I can reassess this situation. So let me go ahead and lead into my second point because I think this will make a little bit more sense. Another way for you to assess whether or not the space, the relationship, whether it's a family member, a romantic partner, a teacher, a mentor, an influencer, whoever, is actually a safe place is whether or not this person is teachable and open to feedback. No person, no matter how much you love them, no matter how much you support them, they are not God. We all get it wrong, all of us, right? So the the person that you might have in mind that you are really looking to for support, the best friend that you go to for support, um, the cousin, the, the, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, um, the mentor, your boss, your pastor, whoever it is, sometimes they might get things that are like A1 and on point and exactly what you need. And sometimes they might give you advice that doesn't fit. And that's okay. You don't have to make it fit. Sometimes they might have an opinion that works for some people, but not for you. And that's okay. You don't have to twist and contort after thinking about it for a while and figuring out, I don't think that fits for me. That doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. 
It means that there are different situations and it means that there's nuance and it means that maybe there's a solution that that person wasn't able to provide, but maybe someone else can. It could also mean sometimes we give advice and we might be projecting our own stuff onto you. We're projecting our own broken hearts. We're projecting our own trauma. And it feels so real and it feels so right because we're emotionally invested in it. But it doesn't fit you because it's not about you. It's about us. Right? And so what I, what I need for everybody to, to have is the freedom and to give yourself the permission to say, I can be teachable and I can be open And I can still look and examine the feedback that I've been given, the support, the advice I've been given, the wisdom I've been given to see whether or not it fits for me or not. I can do that. And that doesn't mean that I am being defensive. It doesn't mean that I am unwilling to be self-aware. It just means that sometimes it doesn't fit for you, right? And if down the road, You keep going and you keep saying, no, that doesn't fit for me. That doesn't fit for me. It's them. It's not me. And you keep hitting the hurdle. You'll you'll find out (laughs) whether or not it really was you and not other people. But I think I think I want to slant in the direction that there are probably more women listening right now who can be codependent with really strong personalities or with people who might not be strong personalities, but it brings out that part of us that really wants to appease and to listen and to be open so that we just kind of take whatever they give us and we don't ever filter it. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. And examine it and say, okay, what does inner Sheena truly need and want? What is my inner voice telling me? Because that's the compass, y'all. 
hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. It doesn't matter what my husband says. It doesn't matter what um, Joe down the street says. It doesn't matter what my old youth, youth pastor says who used to coach me through everything, right? You are the one who, who is carrying around that intuition, right? That spirit inside of you. So what do you think? What do you feel? Once you take in all of these sources, what do you feel? And to bring it back to, which and that might have been my third point right there, but to bring it back to the second point about the people in the space, whether or not they're teachable, we, we need to look out for the difference between being confident and having ego. And confidence is what I was saying about, you know, you might be secure in your position and clear in what you believe and what you think, but you're also teachable. You're also open to saying, okay, maybe I might have gotten this wrong and maybe there's some feedback I can take in. And you might take in the feedback and still say, okay, I I looked at it, but it doesn't fit. But at least you're open to receiving it, right? Like that's, that's confidence because you know that anything that comes, comes with that, any of the feedback that comes is meant to build. It is only going to add to what you have. It doesn't take away. Like there's the the difference between confidence and ego is ego is so insecure in their position that when anybody challenges it or when anyone has any kind of opposition, there's this extreme defensiveness and lashing out and punishment and consequence that comes from that, right? And again, if you are not attuned to the fact of there needs to be balance in, in communication, right? It's not normal for people to lash out and to be abusive and to be demeaning towards you, you will take that lashing out as, and this is all, all this stuff happens in milliseconds. It's all reflexive. You will take that lashing out as, okay, this is what I deserve. Yes, I wasn't listening. Yes, I need to receive this. Versus, again, this is more about them than about you. So a confident leader, a confident parent, a confident sibling, a confident pastor will give their expertise and give their wisdom with full assurance that what they're telling you is in your best interest. And if there's any area for them to grow, they will receive it because they want to be the best version of themselves, right? They can take and they can give, right? A teacher who was built in ego 
a parent who is coming from a place of ego and narcissism, a mentor who is coming from a place of defensiveness needs to always be right. They need to be obeyed. They need to be praised. They need to um, be adhered to. Um, Their word is law, right? And if we grew up with traumas where this was the case, where there were these overbearing models and examples and, and that we were in relationship with who kind of towered over us, we will automatically fall right in line with that. And I need, I'm going to give you one more thing I need y'all to do. In addition to assessing whether or not the criticism or the feedback fits you, I want you to assess whether or not this feels good for you. And it doesn't matter if you've been in relationship with this person in this way and this and this has been your role for the last 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Right. And, you know, no one's ever told me this. So this is my projection. But sometimes I wonder if people think when I say, you know, 50, 60 years that I'm just like throwing numbers out there. And when I tell you I coach women who are in their 50s and 60s as well who are making changes in relationships where they may have been in a one down position with someone who has a lot of ego or narcissism. And they just thought that they were trapped in this their whole life and they have been coming out of it. I'm telling you, no matter what age you are, no matter where you are, you can change that dynamic and you can regain your sense of self and that sense of empowerment. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay in this dynamic and just wait for them to to no longer be here or to move away or to break up with you for you to finally be free. You can be free now. You don't have to go and find a whole nother job unless it's a toxic work environment in general. Then do you, sis, protect you. But you get what I mean. Y'all, I used to love, love someone who was a tough as nails leader. And I might not have said I loved them, but those were the people that I really needed them to, to give me that rubber stamp of approval. So those were the people that I would hire. Those were the people who, if they hired me, I would make sure that I sucked up to them. I would make sure that I did extra prod- projects. I would make sure that um, I was trying to befriend them because that was, a, um, that was me replaying that trauma response that I needed people to like me because that made, that made me safe from the threat of abuse. If I could get on your good side, if I could get you to see me as a good person, a good girl, a pretty woman, a smart person, whatever the role that I was needing to fill in the moment, then that would make me safe from the abuse. But the thing is, whenever you're dealing with people who are coming from an unhealthy space, it doesn't matter how much you give because you are always going to be seen less than. And also because you're coming from a place of not feeling good enough, it doesn't matter how many um, accolades or praise that they give you, you, you are going to feel like you're lacking. You're going to feel like there's something wrong with you because the hole that you need to fill is not based on them. So that's how it manifested for me. Examples that, well, the examples that prompted you know, me wanting this to be today's topic is a way that trauma can play out is asking for advice on a platform for someone who 
is very destructive towards women, especially towards black women um, and trying to have them validate and hear your opinion and give you advice in hopes of, of potentially um, getting their approval that you are someone who's teachable and someone who is open to working on yourself and hoping that be part of the feedback, hoping that they give you the missing answer of why your relationships or why, yeah, why your relationships, why your love life, why how you feel about yourself hasn't been working right. And if they are not coming from a place that starts off with the fact that you are divinely created, just like men are divinely created or other people are divinely created, but that there is something wrong with you that you need to earn your keep, then it doesn't matter. It's flawed from the inception. So the next step for you would be to not ask people who don't love you their opinion of you. Do not ask people who do not want the best for you thinking that, okay, they're a good person to ask for their opinion because they're neutral. No, they're not neutral. They have an opinion. They do not like you. They think that you are not worthy. They believe that they are better than you. That is their opinion. They are not neutral. They are not a safe place. So you need to go from a place that is safe, that does have that that foundational belief of who you are. Another example is um, going to places or situations or family gatherings or friendship communities or clubhouse rooms and trying to argue your point to get people to hear your emotions and hear your feelings and validate you. They are not your safe community. There is a way for people to disagree with you and not tear you down. There is a way for people to let's say let's say you are miss miss you are misunderstanding something or there is a place that you have growth in to just wrap it back around full circle. There is a way for people to deliver that to you that that does not destroy you. A way to challenge you. And also, it's normal for your family life and for your support circles to be more places of peace. Every time I come to you, I don't need you to tell me a way that I can improve. If that is what our relationship is, that you, that you have the freedom and it's built on you nitpicking and giving me constructive f- feedback every time I see you and never any validation and affirmation that you see me for who I am and you appreciate me for where, where I am. Let's reassess this. Let's reassess what do I get from this type of relationship because I keep coming back because I'm getting something from it. The onus talking about self-accountability is not all on them. What is it that I'm getting from this interaction of someone constantly telling me where I'm lacking? What story is this reinforcing in my head? You are you are the catalyst. And I'm not sure if I'm using this word, this word right, but you're the bottleneck, right? Like you're the one who turns and decides which direction it goes in. And if I'm using it incorrectly, you know what I mean. <laughs> okay? So I want you all to just assess the places, the teachers, the preachers, the family members, the, the, the sages in your life 
who are giving you advice. Um, hopefully, you've heard it in the way that I intended. Intended. I don't want anyone. I don't want the takeaway, and I don't think it will be. But I don't want the takeaway for people to be like, "I'm gonna go out and anything anybody says." I don't have to listen to it because I'm good and they're wrong. <laughs> I want you to be open to feedback. I just don't want you to take in without any kind of any kind of discernment that maybe there might be some sources that even though they sound good and they talk really smoothly and they present really well and they seem like an expert or they have a big following, or they're really popular, or they're the, the matriarch or the patriarch in your family, or they're the auntie that everybody has to listen to, no matter what seeming power they have, you get to choose, and you get to protect your heart and your spirit, and only be around people, places, and things, and institutions that feed into you and remind you that you are worthy, that you are deserving, that you are perfect exactly as you are. And again, yes, we all have areas we need to grow. There might be some places that are a little bit shady that we need to, to, to repair. But you as a person, you are deserving where you are today. So hopefully you're able to receive that. Um, hopefully you're able, you have relationships around you that pour into you in that way. Um, and if not, I hope that this starts the process of you saying, okay, I know that these are the relationships that don't fit what I need. These are not safe for me. And for you to find the people who do, who are safe for you. So I'm sending you all love this week. I will see you next time. Make sure you're taking care of yourselves. For listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.